Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Woman of the Wise podcast. I'm Sammy, and this is Allison. <laughs> Today, we're joined by Sharon and Noah and Adriana of Sharon's Web Autism Foundation. And we are going to discuss a little bit about Sharon's journey, how her life drastically changed when she has children as everyone's does. And then we're going to dive a little bit into autism and spiritual gifts today. So Sharon, talk to me about your journey. The floor is yours, Queen. Go. (laughs) Well, hello. We've got Noah here. He's our middle child of three. And Adriana, who's our baby. Be five. (laughs) They do have voices, but the voices don't match what they're trying to say. So in 2016, we found facilitated communication. That is something that's been around since the 1970s from Rosemary Crosley out of Australia. We went to some uh, workshops and Adriana actually had less voice than Adriana, where she would just repeat more where Noah spoke in echolalia, and that is where he would repeat. And so he would repeat Veggie Tales, Blue's Clues, and he would save little clippets and use them kind of appropriately. So Adriana started typing first, and about three months later, she's like, Noah, type your thoughts, because he wouldn't do it. At a workshop with Rosemary, um, he started typing for her and then he started repressing his voice because he could control it enough that, oh, that's not what I want to say. Uh, skip to 2020 and I was facilitating, which means I was feeling for what I thought was muscle movement. As we use a letter board, all of a sudden the words were different. The feel was different. And it was my dad who had passed 15 years before he started talking to me. It's like, okay, this is different. What is this? So started reaching out and we found a medium who confirmed that, yes, that was your dad. He was very powerful. Noah's very powerful. And she introduced us um, at a psychic fair in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, We're on our way back from Elizabethtown uh, today after a show. Uh, Because it's just been a whirlwind. Uh, We found out the kids are telepathic. Noah and Adriana, 22 months apart, we always uh, thought, oh, they must be reading each other's mind. They're Irish twins. So in hindsight, it's like they've been doing this forever. And hearing from the people that they knew they wanted to come in like this, they chose us. And this has just been their path. And so it's been very eye-opening for us. And as we're communicating with other people, the non-speaking autistics, it's, it's the same. They have these abilities and it's just been absolutely amazing. Can you speak a little bit? Thank you for sharing, by the way. Can you speak a little bit what it was like for you um, as the kids were growing up, having three children, um, what the family dynamics were, because, you know, as you said, they're ancient now they're in their twenties, you know, so it's (laughs) They're so old. And so they, you, your family really kind of birthed itself in a time period where there weren't very many resources. And can you kind of speak about how, like, how you maneuvered through that and what that was like? Yeah. Um, the oldest, it's funny because we travel with Noah and Adriana because they have the spiritual abilities. Our oldest, Quinn, he's 27. He has what they called Asperger syndrome which they don't call it that anymore, but it's, it's definitely a thing. It's different. He's, um, very black and white, I'd say more uh, Bill Gates, um, Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, you know, it's that typical, uh, although, oh, and very skeptical, that was the other thing. 
So he was our last diagnosed because he had words. It was funny because at 18 months, he was saying like M&Ms, little things. We thought, oh, he's behind. But at two, he's like, I made a mess with water. It's like, okay. Yeah. And so then Noah came along and he would come to come down if he'd hear his favorite video, but wouldn't always come to his name. And it's like, okay, maybe he can't hear. And so tonsils and adenoids out. Uh, all of a sudden he shot up like six inches. He was tiny. He was a, wasn't a tiny baby, but he was um, uh, smaller. Um, he wasn't even on the, the scale where um, what Quinn was on the uh, 90th percentile or whatever on the scale. Noah ended up being the first diagnosed after tonsils and adenoids out because it's like, well, that wasn't it, you know. Uh, and then Adriana came out just kind of hand flapping. And so she was diagnosed next. And then it's like, oh, look at the criteria. Look at our quirky child. And then so it was boom, boom, boom. When was six? Noah was two and a half. And then Adriana was, you know, whatever, six months. And, well, they couldn't diagnose her yet, but <laughs> they had to wait till like 18 months. But it's like, eh, we're pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're experienced in this now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everyone thought, oh, you know, low functioning, although we never thought low functioning for Noah and Adriana. We knew they were smart, but we were like, why can't they could type VeggieTales, Blues Clues, things like that, but not the thought to the paper and not the thought to, you know, typing, but they could search things and they would, uh, you tell them things you knew they knew. Um, but it's like, once the energy came out, it's like, oh no, these are our high functioning. And Gwen's the first one to tell you, it's like, no, these, <laughs> these are your geniuses. Yeah. And just, yeah, crazy. Very crazy. So when you went to the doctor and stuff, just to help other parents who are looking to help their children, are there specific tests or something that they can ask for? Or, or, or was it just like luck? I mean, Welcome to Indiana. I mean, it's very clear yeah. that they're incredibly intelligent. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, your whole family is just super brilliant. And so yeah. could you speak a little bit about like how, how that works for people who are um, yeah. having similar, noticing similar traits with their children and, and how they can and get help? Yeah, definitely. Well, with it being more than 20 years ago, it was so different back then. And then for our family, that's all we know, because all three are on the spectrum. It, it's funny because I would almost guess there's different criteria now. And then from our perspective, it's like, oh yeah, definitely different. What happened with us, they would go to um, a panel of, so it wasn't just a psychologist or do you remember Joe? I try to throw Joe in the mix. It's like, he doesn't really, he's driving. Oh yeah. Here's Joe. <laughs> Hi Joe. I think so. <laughs> oh, but it was, uh, well, so ours um, started, we have Riley children's hospital um, in the Indianapolis area. So a lot of things started out there and there would be different tests, you know, hearing and things because we knew they would hear but they would like check their response and that kind of thing. I would tell parents, you know, if they have any questions, you know, if they're, they always started back with the eye contact and you know, lack of eye contact, but Noah always demanded the eye contact. So he almost didn't get an autism diagnosis back then mm. uh, because he would grab your face and just look at you. It's like, so what is this? So he was, um, I think, pervasive developmental delay, whether they use that anymore or not, but you would just go to your doctor. They would have like a criteria list to check. And it would be, are they looking, gosh, I can't even think that it's so long ago. The biggie was that the play, I think, how they played. So if you go vroom vroom with a car, that kind of thing, that was if you spin the wheels, which all our kids just spin the wheels, that kind of thing. 
uh, that say that wasn't the way you're supposed to play. It's like, how do you tell someone the way you're supposed to play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, start with your doctor in there. And then there's um, lots of resources, especially like our family. You can always ask. And then we have those connections that we've had, you know, all over the years. But Noah's kind of looking, <laughs> trying to pick up on the telepathy. And if you get something, please answer for Noah, because he's like smiling here. It's like, oh, mom, you don't remember. Noah and Adriana being telepathic, you know, they can get into the kids' heads. And which, yeah, in real life, you can't really talk about that. But I know I can on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so he can tell, you know, if, if they're talking to him and what they need and that kind of thing. And But I don't think autism is what they thought it was initially because like you said we're seeing more of the spiritual aspect which it's still a spectrum with autism and like i said asperger is still a thing it's that black and white thinking but when can get his thoughts out where the kids don't it's that uh, but it's because they're out of body most of the time mm-hmm. makes sense really hard to talk about right now. No, it's great. You're doing a great job. And I think especially being a parent, it's so beautiful to heal, to heal and hear that we're doing, I guess we're doing a double thing now. Um, just, you really like leaned into the adventure and to really, um, it makes so much sense what your, the kids picked you, you know, because you have really leaned in you and Joe and have really um, dedicated your lives to education and awareness, created your own foundation. So I'd love for you to talk about that because I think that's important. You like books and you go to fairs and I've seen, I mean, I've personally, I've had, I've spent some time with you all. Like we love to sit down and chat and party and have a good time, but just the people that you've helped and how it's just so beautiful. I, I don't know. I just, I just love you guys so much. I get like so excited. Sammy. Yeah. I'll just say from the education spec, uh, like if you're a parent who's wanting to get your child assessed, usually you can speak with your teacher about talking to a special education teacher. They will walk you through the phrases to say with your doctor. Most most special ed teachers or teachers are not diagnosticians and most parents are not. So there's specific language you can use with your doctor that when you say that to your doctor, it kind of cues them in on what type of testing they need to start looking at. And that's a really good way to start the process. But yeah, literally just describing like my child is not seeming to engage in conversation. They're delayed in their language development. You know, some of those key phrases that your school district or teacher can help you kind of phrase out and, and, and script out to your doctor is a really good way to get started on that end. Yeah, that's perfect. Because back when we were, it's like no one had the answers. And uh, the thing that I'll get from other parents, because there's a difference between being nonverbal, non-speaking, and uh, people get stuck on that language because they'll hear Adriana sing Songy doing all this stuff, but I'll get the parents that are like, Well, my child talks, and it's like, as soon as I do that, it's like, Okay, it's echolalia uh, because they're repeating, and they're like, But they can't tell me, anything. you know, it's like, Oh no, they have a broad vocabulary. But then, as soon as you see them, it's like, Okay, a lot of that's the ABA where it's that repeated, so there's that fine line. So, back when we were doing it, the ABA it was just, I think they're better now as far as getting um more conversation and the right but like when you'll ask adriana how are you and it's always me fine just kind of that canned language uh but you'll have the kids that have full conversations we have a friend that'll talk about he likes the colts and you like football i like football and it'll be the same thing and so after you hear it about five times and say well wait a minute that's not what he's trying to say and that's where Noah and adriana tap in it's like you know, what does he want or they'll help me override 
yeah. to do the facilitated communication. Yeah, a lot of those kids, they'll still type the same thing. And so it's like, okay, you use that muscle movement. Well, what I thought, but I'm actually using energy. One of the first times I realized that before we knew about the energy, I was online showing parents, okay, here's how I do facilitated communication. All of a sudden, Noah's in third person. And I'm like, why is he doing that? And someone tapped in, they're like, that's his higher self. And it's like, oh. And so from then, it's like, okay. This is being sense now. Yeah. It's beautiful. There's something so cool about it because of the brilliance of Noah and Adriana, and they can communicate with everyone. I mean, all you have to do is just be with them, yeah. right? Sometimes too, you don't yeah. even have to. Sometimes you can be halfway across the world and you're like, hey, which is <laughs> really expanding the ability to communicate. Um, but just getting in, just spending time with you guys is just the sweetest, most fun ever. I just, I love it so much. Can you go into a little bit about your foundation, um, what it does, what the purpose is? I really want people, I really want to bring awareness to this. I think um, what you're doing is really important. It's something that is just going to continue to grow in our population and, and that kind of support. So can you talk about you and your foundation? So initially it's because we had three kids and they were all different from each other. Noah and Adriana were more alike at one point. And then it's like, they would be like twins and then they're like opposites. And then now with the energy, they really play off of each other, but completely different. Her body's just, you know, back and forth. And it's just, oh, if you look at their aura draw, well, the people that can see auras can see it, but we have some aura drawings where he's got the Kundalini snake up the bit, you know, the uh, direct connect, yeah. but she's got a funnel coming down. And so it swirls around her and uh, yeah, completely different. So I started the foundation officially in 2011. And that was after we came back from living in England for two years. So mm-hmm. it's a very long story, but it's just, we would find bits and pieces of, you know, kids would be similar to ours, but there were just so many different ones. And there wasn't just autism, definitely wasn't one thing, definitely a spectrum. So the foundation allowed me to go into health fairs and autism groups, things like that, and just collaborate with people. You know, it was kind of unofficial workshops and, you know, what are you doing? And so we would find a lot of the families that were um, vaccine injured. And it's like, we had the vaccines, but their stories were different from ours. Um, So you could, you know, figure out like the mercury poisoning and things like that, which I know researchers were doing, but they wouldn't always let the parents know what was going on. So we were just kind of learning from each other and going to, um, oh, well, also with the foundation that would give me a discount to get into these places. Mm. So so the biggie was like Autism One, where I think booth space for a vendor would have been a thousand dollars, but for a nonprofit, get in for a hundred dollars. Yeah. So huge, huge difference when, um, oh yeah. so, So things really changed with the typing. So 2016. So then it's like, oh, we have communication, but people aren't believing this. And it's like, okay, we finally found something. You've got to be kidding. You know, they're like, oh, muscle movement, you know, do that. It's like, it's very difficult because they're like, well, you just feel. The other thing is with Noah and Adrian, so I'm doing double duty, two different people. And Noah's answering my questions that I have in my head. And everyone's, oh, no, it doesn't work that way. Well, 
started finding people that would hint that, yeah, that's what's happening. So when 2020 hit, find the energy community, all these people are coming back. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. You know, we were afraid, that kind of thing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's. It was weird. There was just such, you know, such a divide, and then the people that you know could sense all this. And since then, I found the books and things that are just not out there and released. And so it's like we're not alone. I knew we weren't new in this, especially getting to the energy community that just accepted us right away. And uh, it's just been yeah. So now you yeah, go from okay, what are we going to do you know, with the foundation to okay, now we have something. And so once I had, um, okay, we've got the communication, we got to get out there. I was able to get like a few small grants, but it's such a small niche. Uh, we're on like Kroger community rewards and things like that. So that helps for um, booth space. And well, for the people that don't know Kroger, it's a grocery store. So right. as we find more places like that, you know, that can give to um, the smaller foundations. And once you see what we're doing, and that's the thing. I was so hands-on with the um, the communication. Once the pandemic hit and we did energy, I thought, oh, how am I going to help these people? I can't touch them. Because I was going to the point where any non-speaker, I could just go up and touch. And it's like, what is this? You know, why can I do this oh, and other people can't? It was frustrating because it's like, okay, nobody can just go up to my kids and do this. We've got to figure out how to teach it, make it easier. There is a movie that's coming out. It's called Spellers, the movie. And it's kind of an off, what, an offset of facilitated communication. Because when we started, you know, they weren't really telling people and other people were like, well, how do we get the prompt dependency away? So that um, with what's it called? RPM, rapid prompted method. Uh, we've never taken the training for it, but we started seeing people with the FC, uh, the facilitated communication, would see these different groups. So when we would go to, it was Autism One, a big conference that everybody will fly into, we met a couple of families that do that. And same thing. It's, um, well, they hold the letter board. So uh, the person is pointing on their own where I touch the body to do it. So it's a little more labored. But this movie's coming out and it's the same community. It's still the non-speakers that most likely have abilities. And so once this podcast comes out and once we get home from this weekend, I'm going to be reaching out to some of the people. I have the book here. Ah, I have the book here. This is crazy. It's not underestimated. So these are connections we've had over the years. And some of them are my Facebook connects and things. So it's different what we do, but it's still the same community. So at the um, psychic fair that we were at, you know, we talked about the yes, no, the body testing, the body dousing, the, uh, you know, all these things that you can, um, oh, what else? Oh, the pendulum. Uh, that was something I'd never done before to get an easy yes, no. Well, that's what you start with on the, uh, the letter board. It's like, you know, there's not just one way to communicate. You want to share all these ways. So in the metaphysical world, you know, with the, the body dousing, the muscle testing, all that, where you ask the body. Well, it's the same thing with the letter board. This movie's coming out, and we are working on a docu-series with Dr. Diane Powell from the ESP Enigma. And Ty Dickens, she's a filmmaker out of California. Uh, so we're working on that. So timing with the other typers coming out, I think we're going to be able to make a big connect and really reach everybody. Part of our goal here, one of our, you know, pillars of education, we're really, really passionate about 
all humans, but especially children and making sure they're supported in their environments and getting the information out there. So I'm just so grateful that you're doing this work. I know Sammy and I always talk about wanting to do more things with you guys and your foundation. And we're like, how do we get there? How do we do it? I definitely think we should, we should talk more about that for sure. Making sure, because the more knowledge that's out there, you know, it's just so much better for the, for everyone, for our society. So it's just so beautiful how you've really just you all have dedicated your life to this and it's made such a difference, you know, just in, you know, the times that we've spent with you and, and the joy and the energy and, and all of the beauty and you, and you and Joe, especially as beautiful, tireless parents, right? Cause you still got to work. You still got to do everything. Hope to have, you know, more workshops and things because it's all about that collaboration. A big passion of ours. We really want to create very customized summer camp experiences for kids um, that are coming from all different backgrounds of all different kinds of needs and just really sitting down and working with. That was my favorite thing to do as a teacher. You know, I'd have 90 kids and I would sit and customize their entire day for them, like each kid for what they needed. I drove my husband crazy because I'd work like 80 to 100 hours a week. But I was like, but then when I'm done, it's so cool. And he's like, uh-huh, sure, sure, sure. There's like this part of my soul who wants that wants to really get back to that kind of a thing where, you know, we're just taking a group of kids and we're really customizing what they need and we're allowing the spiritual part to come out with the neurodivergence. We're allowing, you know, parents to get questions answered. Well, that's the way we have to. It's like I said, we have to set it up as a workshop because it's such a process and, uh, and it's getting the parents. It's like the children can do this. They already do. It's how do we tap in is what it's been. So just set it up. We will show up. That's the way to do it. You know? oh, queen. <laughs> All you need to do is invite us and then <laughs> like it's magic. Well, that is so much of our passion is really connecting all the communities in all the cities that we've been in. It's been, that's what parents are asking for. They're like, hi, can we have a space? Like, can we need a space and our kids need a space and there's gotta be more people out there and, and networking. And, and since I'm basically Pinkie Pie, I'm pretty sure we could put together some really good parties and really good workshops and really good camps and just really enjoy it. And then it's just so great to see all the, all the communities come together together the parents and the kids and watching them just everyone make lifelong friends and talk to me about that moment when I know I have my specific moments when I noticed these things um you sort of realized that people who are classified as neurodivergent or people that are um that get an autism diagnosis there's maybe something a little bit spiritual or interesting going on there beyond the the medical surface well, the one thing I noted, it would always be the body movement. And uh, yeah, so in hindsight, especially Adriana, because she's you know, rocking back and forth. And I would tell people, you know, if they have language, are they rocking back and forth? Do they look like they're not there? Do they look like, especially, oh, they would say seizures when they were younger, the petty mall seizures. And it's like, that's when they're traveling, because you will literally see Adriana do her head and do her eyes. And it's like, that's when she's traveling. And the neat thing is we've met people like you where you've seen that, you know, other friends that connect with her and can see where she's going, what she's doing. And uh, yeah, it's just been amazing. We do these talks. It's funny because they don't speak. So I'm, I forget that it's like, that means I'm speaking. It's like, what? I, I don't want to speak. But it was, um, oh, it was Louisville last year where they'd met a friend, James, who's very um, Native, Native American connecting, that kind of thing, very spiritual. 
and she could, Adriana connected with him right away. So he came in our speaking session. I started speaking and she's like rocking back for yell. She wants to say something. So I tap in. She's like, James can help. Like, okay, we just met this man. I'm like, do you want to take over? He's like, yes. So I actually have on video. So we're off to tag you because it was the most amazing thing. Cause he's like, well, now she's traveling and she's comfortable and she's never traveled this far. And he's just commentating on what she's doing oh for the echolalia because sometimes she'll be like a b c d it's like oh that's just the autism he's like no that's not the autism she's letting you know that everything has an order and he really broke it down and it's like so each session we do with the kids i mean yes we learn these different things and it's like that's why it has to be that workshop setting because as mom here's what i've seen oh well that's not what it is that's just maybe the chills because it's like, yeah, mom doesn't know everything. <laughs> what other things do you feel right in this moment of now um, that you like to share about yourself, your beautiful husband, your gorgeous children, our beautiful drivers? Very serious. I love the powerlifting. That's so amazing. He's, he's like, I'm very busy right now, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny at Christmas time. Well, the last few shows, actually every show, he's like, "I'm just the roadie." So, so I made a very generic shirt that said "roadie" on it. Uh, but he's really getting into this too. You know, he's made a lot of the friends, and you know, getting well as an engineer, very black and white. You would expect more of the Asperger from his side, even though people still say it's me. I think I'm just the whole spectrum. <laughs> and I always have this. <laughs> the very sensory issues, that kind of thing. I was an only child, so I didn't know the difference. He's the baby of four. So it's like the dynamics there, it's like you were so different from each other. Uh, and then same thing with the kids. They're so different, but they all have our traits, different things. And But even Noah and Adriana have still that engineering mind that you would have expected as more of the Asperger. And it's like, so our kids just didn't fit into the mold. And it's like, well, what mold is there on autism? Because you meet all these different people. And it's like, well, this is similar, but this is different. So to get everybody in the same room, I mean, even as children, uh, I would be the one that would babysit the other kids because nobody would watch my three. You know, we, we would find therapists that would say, oh, yeah, I'll do that. They would never come back. You know, you know, they change their number. It's like because Noah and Adriana, well, especially Noah. Oh, yeah. He was the escape artist. And so we had locks on, on our deadbolts that you'd have to flip around and use the key to get in and out. And it was just, you know, then you'd find the key could easily lock us in or out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so much. Interest. I just love so much how you've taken this time to stay your whole family while you're traveling in a vehicle back home. And it's, it's, I just love, I just love it. I love how you all get to spend time together it's such a positive uh, outlook on life. I know a lot of people when they receive these quote unquote diagnoses, they kind of, they don't know what to do. Yeah. And so it's really great. So something that I know that Sammy and I, um, we've chatted a little bit about and we're really into spreading the awareness. And um, so we're going to have put all the links in and all the good stuff, but where are, where, so as people are listening, where can people find you? Can you talk a little bit about where you kind of like hang out? Yeah, and that's perfect because we're in Fishers, Indiana, but we have certain shows that we travel to all the time. Well, since the pandemic, we've just made all these connections. 
uh, which the beauty of that was during the pandemic, there were, we had no customers, <laughs> really. Um, so it was the kids working with other healers. So we travel to, well, Florence, Kentucky is the next one coming up, February 11th and 12th, which is Noah, well, and Joe, they share a birthday. So February 12th, Joe will be 61. Noah will be 25. We're coming back from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Louisville. Uh, in the Indianapolis area, we do um, Franklin and Noblesville, which Noblesville will be in March. And that's the same time we're doing a um, the powerlifting state meet where the kids will participate. So I'll do some lives from both events. I like to try to do that. Uh, Memphis will be in uh, September, which I think that would be a cool place to meet people we haven't met. So hopefully from this podcast, from the Ancestors Within series, we have several friends up in Minnesota. Uh, two of the authors, um, Carol Dutton and Melissa, Melissa Jolly Graves, which is it's funny because that's like his best friend. That was the first person that was completely telepathic with him. So we've got some video clips and things from uh, her first meeting there. Uh, but long story. So we go up to Minnesota at least once a year now. And we'll get the big Airbnb. And uh, oh, gosh, Joe's going to want me to tell these stories. We walked into a random grocery store, random, in the middle of the, the state. And someone's like, hi, Noah. Hi, Adriana. Hi, Sharon. It's like, wow, we're famous here. <laughs> and it was someone. Good. Yeah, that we had met, you know, once before. It's like they had no idea we were, because we didn't really tell anybody except for a couple of our friends. Uh, we filled in for a show up in Duluth just, you know, the night before someone couldn't make it, but we were going to go visit. Well, it was Carol. We were going to go visit her. And she's like, oh, I can't make it. It's like, oh, we've got some books. You know, we'll, we'll just show up. And it was a hit. They made, you know, several connections. And a girl from the show ended up taking off a day of work the next week to come down to our Airbnb and 20 people showed up and it wasn't even an event. It was, to, it ended up being an event. And it's like, that's the way this needs to be. Just that natural connection. Adriana fell asleep during the thing because it was just so relaxing. They had singing bowls. And it was just beautiful. Oh so, so these retreat settings, um, yeah. So we just want to just travel. Uh, Joe wants to go to the East Coast. When is that? Like July? Something? We're kind of looking at July to do East Coast, which would be, you know, hit Lilydale because I've never been there. Um, end up in Maine, you know, things like that. So we'd be able to do like a mini tour along the way and, you know, figure out where we're going to stop. And it's like, that would just be so cool. Meet our energy, our autism, you know, get everybody together. Yes, we're traveling and invite us to places because, yes. We also got global <laughs> listeners. So where can they find you online on the interwebs? Because they're going to want to find you. Okay. Well, we did live in England for two years. So right. we would always go back and that would be very cool. Uh, but right now, I still have my Sharon'sWeb.com. Uh, it's not completely up to date, but I'll tell people on there, just go to the links for Facebook and Instagram, because I keep those pretty up to date. Noah and Adriana do have accounts, but because of the facilitated communication, they have to get on with me. So I don't always do that. But people will send notes to Noah. And it's funny, because when they do, it'll pop up on the iPad. But not everything pops up. But if I'm supposed to see it, it will pop up. He will answer. But the thing is, with him being telepathic, he'll answer them on his own. So he doesn't need to actually use my help to do it. He's got several, especially if he 
that's made that physical contact with him and met him. And, and you know that, because I know you've, you've connected uh, yeah. with all the time. And I usually don't know who it is, but sometimes I do. Sometimes a message, you know, or something you posted on Facebook will come up and it's like, oh, that's who he's with. And he'll smile. He'll validate for me. It's very cool. I love when yeah. we It's fun. <laughs> Beautiful. So we've got the website, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram. So we'll definitely put all of those posts in there. I know um, I can feel that, that our um, our relationships will be deepening and then we're going to just be pestering you more and helping with the foundations and doing all kinds of fun stuff and making camps and having a great time and traveling. And it's going to be so fun. Pretty much Pinkie Pie's dream world is being created right now, you guys, in real time. So I just want to thank you all so much for coming on. I know I, we don't want to keep you too long because I know you guys are traveling in the car. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Woman of the Wise podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know you're here. Let us know any of your questions. We love to cruise direct. We will send you Sharon's way. Bye.